Network Special! Notice I said one and all and not ladies and gentlemen, because even though I'm an 88-year-old ringmaster, I can evolve with the times! And you're watching or listening, ha ha ha, I got stuck in my old ringmaster way there, Network Special! Yeah, thanks a lot, Mr. Ringmaster. That was great. Mm -hmm. Wow, what an appropriate way to kick off Network Special, the podcast about appointment-era television. And uh, we're talking about TV. You used to have to sit down and watch whenever it was on, but now, thanks to the magic of the internet, we can watch it again and again whenever we want mm -hmm. to. We're a nation of gluttons, and that's how we like it. My name is Zachariah Durr, and I'm mm -hmm. here with my co-host... Nathan... And of course, of course, the paterfamilias of the Golden Ox Podcast <laughs> Network, our producer, who is that? Jeremy Demery, what it do? Jeremy Demery, one of the <laughs> best parts is, is hearing him lunge for the microphone in the other <laughs> room whenever <laughs> I mention uh, his his little. Oh, what I'm supposed to drop all of my responsibilities just to say my own name? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's how much we love you here. Mm -hmm. From Universal Studios Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, presenting the 13th annual Circus of the Stars. Now, hey, I paid that ringmaster a thousand dollars to do that mm, introduction. One k. Which may seem uh, uh, like a lot, but I think it's worth it because it fits in with the theme this week. We are watching Circus of the Stars, which mm -hmm. aired on mostly on CBS for 19 years running between 1977 and 1994. Don't worry. We're not going to be talking about all 19 episodes. No, we're going to do a 19-episode series. That's right. Buckle <laughs> up. <laughs> uh, Circus of the Stars is exactly what it sounds like. It is kind of B or C level, mostly network stars. Sometimes there's some stand-up comedians and uh, various other types of actors a lot of co-stars. A lot of co-stars, a lot of young co. stars. <laughs> on the co. Mm -hmm. uh, who learned circus acts. They would get trained in a specific circus act for three to four weeks and then show off their skills on this special. Um, and there was always a rotating cast. Of course, it wouldn't be the same people for every single year. There mm -hmm. were ringmasters. Although in, in the, the two that we watched... There were some repeats. <laughs> There's a little tidbit for you. <laughs> Sorry, you know, Sometimes I, I'm worried I'm going to get all the way through a sentence. <laughs> you know, th yeah, it's yes, hard yes. when you're when you're miles Anal retentive. When, you're when you're 100 miles apart, <laughs> when your hearts are so far. 
<laughs> I just I have to interject with these important bits of info. It's true. It's true. You're in Florida. I'm in Ohio. Mm-hmm. It's only our hearts that are together. <laughs> but it's all the classic circus acts, Nathan. You've got acrobats, big cats, trapeze, tightrope, all the staples of the circus that you're sick of seeing because it's an archaic form of entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to be talking about two different years. We're going to be talking about 1988 and 1990 because I was watching one of these Circus of the Stars and saying, you know, we could go through this you know, one by one. And then I, I was like, is this the best year to watch? I watched another one. And then I realized, oh, it's basically the same acts every single year with different groups. And then there's a couple standalone acts. So why don't we do yeah. this? Let's have two episodes of Circus of the Stars picked at random. And we are going to treat this like Battle of the Network Stars, a show I have not seen, but we should do on this show at some point because it is a TV mm-hmm. reference. Yeah. We are going to pit these acts against each other. The stars from 1988 and the stars from 1990. And Nathan and I are going to vote on who did the act better. I like that. I'm glad you like I'm it. I'm just now hearing about this. Because <laughs> here we go. Circus of the Stars opens up, as you might think, in uh, the big top. Now, in mm-hmm. 1988 is filmed in Universal Studios, Florida. And no, I, no. Do I have that reversed? No, no, neither of them are. They're both Hollywood. Sure <laughs> about <frozen>. that? <laughs> yeah, because it says Universal... Because I, I, I was You made very, sure? Okay. Be, because I live here. Or, you yes. know, I live right next to it. So I was like, oh, cool. And then I was like, oh, no, it says Universal Studios tour. You know, and and... <clears throat> okay. which is very specific to Hollywood. Got it. Okay, okay. Uh, perhaps yeah. they were just plugging the fact that there was a Florida park in one of them, and I took it to heart. Maybe. Um, okay, so these are both filmed in Glorious California, which makes way more sense, because I was wondering how they got all of these actors down to Florida to do this for yeah. a month. Okay, so we're in glamorous Hollywood. And, and this is the 13th annual, 13th. So 1988 is the 13th time that this has happened. Yes. And 1990 is the 15th episode, obviously. Yeah, two years later. <laughs> um, and they <laughs> couldn't, I like how they only got to 19. They couldn't get that finish line to 20. <laughs> that was, must have been a real blow to the, uh, well, who, who's the group that did this? I saw it at the end of the thing. To the, what, which circus you mean? No, the company who produced this show. Oh, but yeah, uh, Circus Co. I don't know who made this. Um, <laughs> yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> so we have a, uh, the, the set of the always uh, garish and unpleasant circus, <laughs> including one thing that goes unchanging for almost all of these, because I've watched several of these. There are always massive statues of cl- very realistic clowns. Like if you... <laughs> made a clown grow to eight times its size and then froze it. These are Halloween clowns, by the way. These are like the clowns you'd find at spirit Halloween stores. 
Yeah, they're not quite <laughs> they're like terrifying. twizzy ICP style. It's it's the fact that they are so they're in the background, so they're always in the shadows, and they're yeah. fade, it's it's like the poltergeist clown at all times. Mm, yes, um, I guess we as America hadn't quite learned that uh, there are no popular clowns that are not from horror anymore. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to think uh, if they do this kind of show today, where they take um, stars from all of the network, you know, all of the same. These are all sh- these are all the shows on the same network, right? Whatever this air for the most part, yeah. yeah. So, and I think really they the only place you see it is on like Nickelodeon or Disney, where they are getting their kids stars together to do some show or something well nathan i think that is let's put a pin in that i think that is a great way to wrap up the show is not only to determine a winner but how we are going to reboot this concept to work mm. in today's multi-screen uh quad demographic viewership <laughs> i love it you ready for the first matchup mm-hmm. 1988 our ringmasters are from mart from laughin and Fernwood tonight, and Mr. Mom, it's Martin Mull, and from and Golden... Roseanne. And Well, not yet. Not in 1988, he wasn't. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and then from Golden Girls, B. Arthur. So it is Martin <laughs> Mull and B. Arthur. A, cla- a, a great pairing. And then in 1990, we have Richard Crenna... Who was in a lot of things, but nothing around this time. He was in uh, the first three Rambo movies. Um, He's in a show called The Real McCoys that was a big hit a million years before this aired. I never saw it. So he's just kind of a guy who does TV. Uh, Robert Ulrich. Ulrich, sorry. Robert Urich, mm-hmm. who was the star of Vegas, and that's Vegas with a dollar sign, which had not been a show for many years. And what was his? What did? What is? Would you say is the most known thing? Vegas. That he has done? Vegas. So uh, through not not to this point, but all of history. Vegas. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, just um, wanted to clear it up. And then Whoopi Goldberg, yes. who I am assuming was contractually obligated to do this before Ghost came out because Ghost is released in 1990 and it is the most popular movie of the year. Yeah. Um, so, right, like she didn't have to do this or she owed somebody a big favor. I, and, okay, are we, are we compare, are we, are we rating which hosts did it better? Let's talk, let's start, let's talk Mull and Arthur first. Okay. You have Martin Mullen B. Arthur, who I found out had just actually done a episode of Golden Girls together. I don't know if that's how that happened, but okay. Martin Mull, B. Arthur, not two people who you think of when you think of big, gregarious, friendly personalities. Like they <laughs> no, are known no. for being smarmy cranks. <laughs> And that's exactly how they sound. B. Arthur, every time she has my problem, which is she has resting bitch voice at all times. <laughs> so when B. Arthur says something, she always sounds like, wow, what a performance. I can't believe it. <laughs> do, do, I don't know. I don't know how you have this set up. So stop me if I, but I, I, there is a moment <laughs> in the end of it where 
her and Martin are taking off. They're leaving the show in a hot air balloon contraption. It's some kind of fake hot air balloon. And this thing starts shaking. And her, she looks terrified. Like, she's like, what is this? What is this? And they and cut away so fast. But her face is like, oh. <laughs> you don't think it was act- I actually did not. I did not glom onto that moment. It does not look like acting. It looks a little too real. No, because the thing is shaking, and she's 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 just looking down like, oh, 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 is this is this it? <laughs> How many seasons of Golden Girls have happened? We have. Uh, it ran until nineteen ninety two. Did it start in eighty eight? Um, no, it's been running for a minute. Okay. Okay. Is that part of your judgment for her performance? <laughs> Yeah, I How just want to see two. where she is in her career and in in this. I know she's a, a an old favorite. I just mean she's in terms a, of she's. I mean, as well known as she's ever going. I mean, she was on a hit show. She was on Maud, which was a giant right. hit, and she was on Golden yeah. Girls, which was another huge hit. Um, yeah. and then we have Richard Crenna, Robert Urich, and Whoopi Goldberg. Um. <sighs> We'll okay, be, yeah, they, yeah, go for they, it. Who is the girl, by the way? There's also a, a woman as well on that episode with blonde hair who introduces a lot of stuff too. Along with Krina. Oh. She's uh, paired with him. Yes, yes. She's not in the beginning, but she does show up a lot. Um, yeah. Keep talking. I'm going to look up who that who that is. Talk about the uh, I, you know the, my, the other three. I I think that of the two groups, uh, Whoopi's my favorite. I feel like she's acting natural, like she's enjoying the show. Like they they cut to her for facial expressions, and they're you know they they're kind of like what you. I felt like I related with her in in this. I thought she did the best, but they're the other three are just. So boring and dry. I don't know. I don't know. Whoopi sells it for me. So I'm choosing Whoopi over everyone. So I guess I have to go with the 90s crew. There really is something so apparent, not only with looking between uh, Arthur and, and by the way, Martin Mullen B. Arthur did hosting gigs all the time. So it's not like they weren't prepared for it, but you really see the art of reading these terrible stilted scripts and Whoopi Goldberg makes it look effortless. I also think that she had enough star power to request to rewrite some stuff because all the other co-hosts have to say really corny jokes and she doesn't. And when she's talking about something like the trapeze, she's saying they're high up. I mean, they're really up there. I can't believe how high they are. I'm going, well, that's not written. That's just how she talks. (laughs) So I think to yeah, a certain that's, point that's, she refused to uh, give unto the tomfoolery. Yeah, she's she's doing it um, as if you would do it, you know, if if, if you weren't just reading from a teleprompter. Yeah. Uh, the other person who does some of the hosting is Joan Van Ark, who was okay. on Knots Landing, okay. and she's really bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, if Whoopi Goldberg wasn't in this bunch, they they would have lost by a mile. True. Okay, so we got one point. 
to 1990. What what grade were you in 1990, by the way? I don't know what grade I was in, but I was 10 years old. I was in seventh grade. Okay. Seventh grade. By the way, I'm sorry for farting right into the microphone before I said that. (laughs) I thought it was weird that you lifted up. I turned around and gave a big (laughs) 2D directly (laughs) into the Golden Ox mic. (laughs) It's cool. They're paid Uh, for it. All right, we're moving on. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Don't worry, listeners. We'll take this long with every single one of these. Yeah. We have the acrobats, people flipping all over the place. Now, our first mm-hmm. group from 1988 are on kind of a teeter-totter, and that is Brian Austin Green from Knott's mm-hmm. Landing and later from but, Beverly but, Hills 90210. Yes. But he was just Brian Green. That's very true. He was just Brian Green at those. That's how we knew him. Uh, (laughs) Daryl Bell from A Different World. And Mm -hmm. Heather Langenkamp from Nightmare on Elm Street 1 and 3. And by the way, that's how the announcer announces him or announces her. Here she is from Nightmare on Elm Street 1 and (laughs) 3. And then from 1990... We have Jocelyn Peden from Class of Beverly Hills, which is later going to be called Beverly Hills 90210. Wendy Cox oh. from The New Lassie. And Paul, Mark Paul Gosseler, kind of. So yeah. let's talk 1988 <laughs> acrobats. Brian Green, Daryl Bell, and Heather Langkamp. And their, their little fl- flippity-doo <laughs> performance. So, okay, I... This is stuff is scary. Okay. These, <laughs> I did not, I mean, these ones aren't as scary because there's all kinds of like netting, but also I feel like they're not doing too much stuff, but they're, they are really doing this. Like this isn't some gimmicky thing where they're giving them like uh, lesser things than you would a professional circus person. I mean, I mean, obviously there probably are like really big circus jumps and things like that, but they're doing the same stuff you would see at a circus. So like, I I honestly can't believe that they're letting their stars do this stuff because there's so many opportunities for them to be hurt or be killed in some of these things. Nathan, whoever created circus of the stars is hearing you say this and they are shouting, that's what I told the network. That's how I sold this thing. I said every person in America will have little stars in their eyes and be at half mast watching these stars risk life and limb. Ratings, I said. Ratings, all oh, my heart. Yeah, they're yeah, flipping around. That's why these acrobats are all under the age of 21 <laughs> because you are young and obviously like they vetted these performers beforehand to say like, mm-hmm. how limber are you? Do you, uh, obviously all these kids had some sort of gymnastics training beforehand because they're doing a good job. They can land, you know, professionally, they can do cartwheels and all this stuff from, from the go. Um, so this is why you think that cousin Larry from Perfect Strangers wasn't on this. <laughs> and instead it's Bronson Pinchot and the uh, the girl. I'd love to see Bronson Pinchot being uh, thrown around. Uh, apparently he's on one of these Circus of the Stars, but I didn't he, see it. Um, you're fro- Hold on, you were frozen there. Oh, hello? hello? You'd love to see Bronson Pinchot. 
I'd love to see him. I want. Uh, he's uh, apparently on one of the Circus of the Stars episodes, but I did not see that episode. Yeah he he was shown he was shown in a kind of uh, a, a a montage of past ones in the next one because it's a, a, a so it's an anniversary episode. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I so I really wish you know as a Saved by the Bell fan. I well, we're, am we're, bummed. We're, we're that Mark. We're talking. We're talking eighty eight. We're talking eighty eight. What do we think of eighty eight? Oh, I thought we were saying. I thought we were comparing. I I've completely just lost the thread of what's happening. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> All right. So okay, we're talking eighty eight. Yes, I love Ron from um, you know from different uh, different, different world. world. Yeah, Daryl has I, a solid look in this one. Those glasses yes. that are strapped in, those those fogged up Dahmer style glasses. Yes, uh, I liked Brian Green's little dance he does. He comes in with his little <laughs> popping moves, like like he, I feel like he's showing off for Ron. Like he's like, look, I'm 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 with you guys. Speaking, <laughs> I'm with you guys on this. Speaking of pop, did you notice when he walked out? That was the biggest pop from the crowd. You heard every teen girl scream when he came out. What what was he on? Not Slanding. Not landing. Okay. So he was apparently like Tiger Beat fodder even then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really liked, and I'm trying to remember, um, they did all of the jumping on top of each other. Kind they of were thing. on what the teeter totter. Yeah. There was a couple of things where they jumped oh, on yeah. each other's shoulders. The teeter- this is the this one where was- you go, hop, hop, and then you <laughs> jump yeah, around. Yeah. So so they're they're on one end of the teeter totter and then someone jumps on the other side and, and flips them. Okay. Yes. Um and what what I thought was cool was um as as part of all of this being fun and exciting to watch, I think, is that he like Brian Green makes a mistake and he resets and then does it again. Like so it's not like this wasn't like I felt like I was. I felt like this really is the circus happening. <laughs> you were standing up in your home, going, "This is circus. This is circus." One thing- I know. I kept yelling at Meredith and screaming that, <laughs> and she's just like, "I don't have an opinion on circus." <laughs> uh, Brian Green. I didn't realize because they he when he messes up, he they do a little shtick where Heather hands him a hula hoop to jump through. And I think he's giving it a look like, and he goes, oh, great. Like he's, he's doing an act and pretending to do a take. And then he messes yeah. up and then they reset it. And then they do the same shtick again. I'm like, Brian, you don't have to do the same <laughs> funny bit again. Like This is how he preps himself. Uh, maybe so. You think that's how if, he gets in the he, zone? If, if he does not do that, then he will miss his mark. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not going to question his... Uh, all right. So I like that they show. By the way, yeah. my favorite parts of the whole thing is when they show them practicing. Well, that's the only part that feels very visceral. One thing about the circus that you realize watching this is there are certain things that look impressive, and there are other things that only really look impressive if you're seeing it in real life. Yeah, like right. an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> or someone dressed as an elephant. <laughs> yeah, well, don't tip that too quick. Uh, should we talk next group? Yes. All right. Jocelyn Peden, who was in. So, th- 
Beverly Hills 90210, originally for its pilot episode, was called Class of Beverly Hills. Then it was retooled, partially recast, and retitled. Jocelyn Peden is in that one episode. So this poor (laughs) star was getting her – these are her one-two shots, and then she is out of there. Um, Wendy Cox was on a show called The New Lassie, which apparently (laughs) ran for a while. And then she did nothing else. Well, it's not quite true. Recently, she wrote a book called Totally Desperate Mom, colon, Keeping It Real in the Motherhood. So she's keeping busy. And then tragically, (laughs) there are only two performers because Mm -hmm. the third performer is Mm -hmm. on the seats watching his teammates because he got injured. Just like you said, Mark Paul Gosselaar couldn't make it to the final. He got injured apparently the day before shooting. So bummed. And they're on a big call. I guess it's called a Russian swing, which looks Mm -hmm. like a uh, board on a swing set. And you can swing yourself all the way around with the momentum of your body. I think it is a much more exciting thing to watch than the teeter-totter performance. Yeah. And I think also this is also the same swings they had in – communist era playgrounds <laughs> uh but at least you get to see mark paul swinging himself around on this it looks like he's doing a good job yeah in the in when they show the behind the scenes yeah, yeah. i was uh, you were and, heartbroken and, you know, I, I, I i i knew you'd be devastated. sobbing yes devastated um yeah you know i do agree them jumping like that was is more interesting to swing, but I don't know. I think I enjoyed the f- other three better. Wow, hmm. I think I liked hmm. them jumping on top of each other. I really like that move where they're all three of them are on top of each other and then they fall forward and land in three. I, 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 I enjoyed this first one better. I think Nathan, I think you've swung my vote <laughs> because it is better seeing them land on each other then just landing in a big sheet which is what they're doing yeah. in the other one which i i know it's hard i know it's a skill it is also like just seeing somebody fling themselves in the air and land in a sheet <laughs> it's hard <laughs> it's for me to like determine the- if you're doing it well yeah so we're gonna give that uh, to 88 the mo- the, the thing you're supposed to be i th- i think the thing you're supposed to be wowed by is the move they do in the air which is the twist exactly and stuff, but- and and the truth is, I don't know. I mean, I could see, you know. But the, the coolest thing that they, which may have swung my vote, would have been when oh, very good, <laughs> yeah. very good. Uh, when they pra- show them practicing, Mark Paul Gossler actually spins all the way around. Yeah, he was clearly the best performer of of them. Yeah, and the first time it's ever been said been about really Mark cool Paul Gosseler. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear that sick burn I just gave? Uh, that was pretty heated. <laughs> <laughs> um, I and I would have loved to see him do that if if he was going to actually do that or if that or if they were just having fun. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, all we, right. Let's. I I, well, I, well, I only pray he's he healed up. Okay, so that's one point. Or 88? We're neck and neck. It's anybody's game. Anybody's game. All right, let's move on to those big cats. Big cats. Oh, my gosh. This. Go on. Which could also be. Well, big cats could also be called. Cats don't want to do this. 
<laughs> torture, cat torture. <laughs> tiger torture. We have tigers. So we have uh, 88. We have Di, Do, God, Don Diamond, who was yeah. on The Young and the Restless. And then we have mm-hmm. David Soul, who was on Starsky and Hutch. Mm. And they are the big cat quote trainer they didn't train these animals they just learned how to have two sticks and scream at cats and, and whip the ground <laughs> the first one the first like the first one is like of the two i kind of flipped through the second one i, don't, I just I, it's hard for me to watch them yell at these cats we should say there are certain segments on this show where you're watching it for the length of the act there are other segments where they are just stretching it out. And I think that they feel like these big cats are way more interesting to watch than they are because these segments are long. And they're, and, and it's just like the first segment, he's whipping the ground. He's like, like he's almost dying a few times. Like they're, he, like they're, the tiger does grab him at one point. Yeah. (laughs) And, and the, uh, the, whoever it is, Martin Mall or whoever is narrating it, it says like he has these two sticks and he's using these sticks to like kind of jab them like, hey, do this thing that I want you to do. And he's like, he goes, if those cats want to, those sticks would be like toothpicks to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And there's one part where the cat like, 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 I don't know, are they declawed? Like, is no. he like jabs him with his arm? No, 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 no. They're not declawed. Okay, well, he the, the cat bats him in the head yeah. in one of these things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, this, to me, I was like, this is like, if I was the showrunner for whatever show these people were on, I would have been like, you guys are crazy. What are you doing? You're going to kill my stars. Uh, obviously, well, they're also, they have at least three other guys right beside him at all times. Did you notice that? Like, the actual trainers are yeah. there. I think if anything right. got too hairy, they would run in and uh, be, I don't know, tranquilize the cat or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, this this really seems to be – I was trying to figure out how they cast this show and it seems to be reliant on who would children like to see and who would moms like to see because they seem to be getting mm. like soap, soap hunks and teenagers yeah. for a lot of these acts. So yeah, Don obviously he's a soap hunk. Um, his Wikipedia. <laughs> so Don uh, Don Diamant was actually born Donald Feinberg. <laughs> oh boy! And then uh, it it states the reason he changed his name is because <laughs> the other one was more melodic, which uh, that's a nice way to say it. <laughs> Uh, and he has been on uh, between his roles on The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful, which he's still on. He's done over 3,000 episodes combined. Holy moly. This folks. is like, this is a guy who's just like, like when you, like when I had jobs at like Pizza Hut or whatever, and there'd be like, I can't just wait a to see how really this ties old, together. <laughs> yeah. There's just a really old guy who works, he like washes dishes, but he's been there for 30 years, and you're like, Eh, what else are you going to do? Uh, it's one to one. It's either, you know, you're washing dishes at a pizza hut in Cleveland yeah. or you're on a soap for 3000 episodes. Or you're named one of the sexiest men in the world by people magazine. 
Yeah, it's the same. Uh, You're an old Russian man <laughs> washing dishes <laughs> named Donald Feinberg. <laughs> and then David Sill, of course, not only starred in Starsky and Hutch uh, as either of those characters, don't ask me which one, but he also had a number one single, Don't Give Up On Us, which I listened to today, and it's, uh, I don't know. I can't, number one? Uh, yeah, it's number one in my book. I can't, I could not tell if you would like it or not. You'd either like it or you would say, why do you think I would like that? He also- I probably would like it then. Uh, <laughs> there was also a TV show of the movie Casablanca <laughs> in the early 80s, and David Sowell played the Humphrey Bogart role. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Listen, I, st- I stick up for the 80s <laughs> way too much. <laughs> And that is drawing a line for me. So who did a better job of uh, making these cats do something they clearly uh, don't? The only animal that wants to do anything is dogs, right? That's the only trainable animal that looks like it wants to do the act, right? Well, it's definitely not a wild jungle cat. (laughs) No, these cats (laughs) hate it. Like the the lion, like like the lion is like roaring, like roaring. Like you don't like you go to the zoo. I watched it. You don't have to sell me. (laughs) You go to the zoo, and the lions just lay there because it knows it's like it's not (laughs) doing. It doesn't have. It's not being told to jump through a fiery hoop. But this thing's roaring at them, and like looking at like like looking at the cameraman and licking his chops. (laughs) You know, like these cats are ready to freaking go. Yeah, it's almost like uh, doing this kind of archaic entertainment uh, doesn't really have a place <laughs> anymore as we're not as we're not entertained by the idea of dominating an animal until it grudgingly does what we want. <laughs> it climbs up onto a a stool. Yeah, right. That's the big thrill is climbing <laughs> onto what, a stool. That's like like we 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 like like that's what we do. Like we're humans. Like we we finally figure out like how to have dominion over a <laughs> monstrous jungle cat and what we do with it is have it stand on a stool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um I I you know, I think I like I watched the first one in full, so maybe it's not fair. But I think the second one, there was less like goading of the animal. There was less like torturing of the animal. So maybe I'm going to go with the the second one. I'm going to give it to Don because maybe he is in real life, but he seems like a less uh, smarmy uh, oil oily actor than David Soul. David Soul just strikes me as a grade A creep. I don't know. I. I I don't know. They they both look like they just smell like bio. Well, like Don oily looks like he smells like whatever body oil he is wearing. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. just got waxed and polished. They look like they look like uh, small wrestlers. They do like WC, WWF wrestlers. Uh, yeah, sure. I guess. I mean, David Soul has that kind of seventies handsome look where I kind of have to take the show's word on it that that's as a handsome person because <laughs> every handsome guy in the seventies looks like they could work at a delicatessen, like just <laughs> right, a real right. walnut style face. So, yeah, let's they, see. I'm giving it to <laughs> They all look like that one bully in the 80s uh, with the blonde hair, the big muscular guy and a curly blonde hair. That guy was in all of them, all of the high school movies. 
Hmm. Send me a picture. I don't know who you're talking about. I want to see <laughs> I this will person. Send a, everyone send me your email and I will send you a picture <laughs> of him. Uh, so we're giving it to 88. Giving it to Don. Uh, yeah, I'll give it to him. Let's All right. The best, it's only fair. I watched his whole set. The best worst act. Oof. Although maybe I spoke too soon because even though uh, the next act doesn't involve cats being tortured, huh, the, the person who's being tortured is us, the audience. Because we're talking about <laughs> nice. the escape act. Uh, it's uh, Gordon Thompson from Dynasty versus Robert Urich. This is a little unfair, but here's here's the deal. 88, Gordon Thompson is in the flash flood zone in the Universal Studios tour, oh, which looks yeah. like it is a, a town with a f- flash flood that goes through it. So there's you know, like a carved out riverbed and it looks like a tree is getting knocked over. But there's what is it? I mean, that's the tour. That's got to be the tour, right? Oh, it's the tour. Yeah. Oh, they say yeah. it is. Like the, the tram goes yeah. by. This is how a flood is created in a Hollywood movie. And they put 3,000 <laughs> yeah. gallons of water go through it. Right. Um, and then Robert Urich has little thumb handcuffs. Well, that's right. And Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> pu- puts a handkerchief over his hands and he gets out of them. And Gordon Thompson, for, first we see a dummy in a chair in the middle of this flash flood area and they send the flash flood through and the dummy gets knocked over with the water because it's a dummy. And then Gordon Thompson sits in a chair and the uh, stagehands run up and they tie him with that very soft, very slippable nylon rope. <laughs> oh my gosh. That rope. <laughs> like it was silk like, rope. <laughs> it was like, they just threw it at him <laughs> and like, you're tied. Like that's what it was like. It's like, there's, there's like, like there was no question in my mind. That he was getting out of this thing. Yeah, because he has to get out of it before the flash flood hits. Am I uh, being a dum-dum and saying I don't think the water would do anything but knock him over a little bit if it hit <laughs> him? Like It's of not course. like it's such a flash flood. It's going to break his neck if the water hits him, right? Oh, it's like the wave at the end. It's like the wave closest to the beach. <laughs> okay. Like, you know, when you fall or you like fall down and you try to get up and yeah, then, then okay. it knocks you over again. Yeah, right. Like, that's what it would have been like. <laughs> um, but this guy, boy, this guy does some real fart faces when he's trying to struggle his way from these ropes. He is <laughs> smacking it up to the heavens. <laughs> yeah. Who, and who, who, who was it again? Gordon Thompson. Like, what, what does he do? Dynasty. Dynasty, I've okay. never seen an episode of Dynasty. I mean, I know it was enormous, but I, I just don't know that show. I think I watched, you know, the opening with when my dad was watching it or something. But sure. Those primetime soaps. Um, I'm going to give it to Gordon Thompson just because the Robert York thing is so uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 is it a thing? I mean, is it, is escape even happening with Yurik? No, it's a magic trick, but it's set up yeah. as, but so is uh, escaping from rope. Technically, yeah. that goes under magic trick escape. And I will say this yeah. at least you get to see a part of the Universal Studios tour that no longer uh, is in operation. So you get to see that 80s Universal. Is the tour still going on though? In tour still going on in Hollywood? Yeah, 
But okay. now that zone is probably like the Fast and the Furious zone or something like that. Yeah. Because they're not going to show you how we have a water tank because they don't use a water <laughs> tank 90% of the time. It's just CGI water. Yeah. That's true. Okay, I'll, I'll give it to Thompson. I don't care. Okay, good attitude. Next up, <laughs> the trapeze. Another one that they feel as though we could watch forever. It's Deborah Trinelli from Dallas, Rebecca Arthur from Perfect Strangers, and Steve Burton from Out of This World and Days of Our Lives versus Shane Butterworth from the Bad News Bears TV series, theoretically <laughs> from Saved by the Bell, Davi Shoden from the TV, from the Uncle Buck TV series, and John Buchanan from something called The Family Man. So let's talk 80... Eight, the trapeze. <laughs> um, no, okay. Now the trapeze. This is exciting. You like these this. are exciting to me. Okay, I do. I mean, they have a they have a net, so that's safe. But they're doing these. I mean, I think they even say that uh, one of the moves, like no one's ever done before. Well, they say that it is new to the world of trapeze. Meaning, like, it's a right. new style. It, it's not the first time it's ever been done was by okay. these amateurs. But, yeah. But, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a skill. And, obviously, they um, are extremely physically fit because this is uh, <laughs> extremely oh, yeah. physical work. Um, and they, on one of them, I think it is the 90, they show the blisters that form yeah. on your hands from doing trapeze. And it just it looks like your hands have been ripped apart. Um, I saw that and I was like, okay, if, if you're not telling me that this is going to happen beforehand, then I'm, I'm joining in to do this. But if you tell me that I'm going to get that kind of blisters on my hands, then I'm saying, uh, I want to do the escape act. Oh, this is when your agent (laughs) comes to you for which one you want to do. Okay. Yeah. I want to do the, you know, pie in the face of a dog act or something. I don't (laughs) want blisters on my hands like that. Uh, Rebecca Arthur, we're going to see her again. Rebecca Arthur is in a lot of the Circus of the Stars, so I think she probably had yeah. some previous training. Um, I mean, yeah. it, like you said, there's not a lot to talk about here because it's not like banter. You have to be pretty focused, and it's trapeze. You know, it's counting. It's it's physical. Um, so it just kind of happens. Um, yeah. But let's let's talk about. Oh, one thing I want to say is is that guy Steve Burton who was on apparently the alien sitcom out of this world and days of our lives. He also is still on general hospital. He also has cleared over 3000 episodes of soap operas. And he is a voice of, I forget which character he's in final fantasy and kingdom hearts. So, Oh wow. Steve Burton is doing just fine in terms of his residual checks. Gosh, 3000 episodes. Do you think that they get, do they do reruns of like on other on other networks and stuff? Not on other networks, but they will sometimes rerun them, yeah. Okay. Because they can't run the actors every day of the year. Right. Okay. Um, um I what okay, so did these two were kind of really the same act, right? Yes. This is where we're going, okay. There are certain moves that you can teach people their first time out, and it's just kind of how well they can execute it. Yeah. Because our next group, 
Shane Butterworth, <laughs> who had been in a Bad News Bears TV series 10 years before, and then is announced that he is on Saved by the Bell. Yes. But I, okay. How much research did you do? Because I could not find as much as I could. Any, yeah. I couldn't find any information about him being on the show except a photo where he is standing to the right of the cast of Saved by the Bell for like a company softball league. Yeah, it's very <laughs> strange. He's wearing the Saved by the Bell shirt like he's on their team, but they're like, look, just stand over there. You're not actually part of the cast. So like how like why is he why is there no talk about this on the internet? What's so that? you're really upset. What's the first year of Saved by the Bell? <laughs> What's the first year it was on? Uh, was it 87 or something? Wow. Up. So 89? way 89? before, <laughs> way before 90. Okay. It was definitely 80 something like late. 80, so 1989. Okay. So it hadn't aired yet. So obviously he was going to be on the show, but who and what? So I will say to the listener who, if you're as upset as Nathan, as, as upset as I knew he would be. I'm furious. With this with this dangling bit of Saved by the Bell trivia, I did join IMDb Pro for the sole purpose of finding and emailing <laughs> Shane Butterworth's agent, even though he has not worked in years, he still has an agent rep, asking her or for her to pass the question along to Shane Butterworth, what is his connection to Saved by the Bell? Uh, is he not on social media or anything? I couldn't I couldn't track him down, but I, I will try hopping back on later. Don't do it right now. I can see okay. your eyes glazing over and those fingers <laughs> warming up. <laughs> David Choden didn't really do anything other than Uncle Buck. And John Buchanan, who was on this thing called The Family Man, I was like, why does this guy look so familiar? Not, not John Buchanan, who was just played like a kid. But the family man, the lead of the family man is Gregory Harrison, who looked very familiar to me because he played the second person that Karen Black as Julie is going to kill in Trilogy of Terror. It all nice. ties together. So which I like, we like the, the, I like a running thread through our episodes. Yeah. Now, Davi Choden, okay. Um, you D-A- said Uncle Buck. D-A-H. Dash V E Davi right. Choden. <laughs> and 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 is Uncle Buck is it Uncle Buck the movie or the TV show? TV show. Okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna give it to the first group because I, I don't like this this business with Shane Butterworth being told that he's on Save by the Bell. So you don't like a possible revel- internet revelation that we have uncovered and we might get famous because of. You don't like this new information? I'm happy to get famous because of this information. But it, it still makes me mad because I'm like, who is Shane Butterworth? Why is he trying to ride the coattails of Mark Paul Gosler, who didn't even get a chance? So you think that Shane Butterworth walked in there and he he walked up to the announcer and goes, can you just um, – can you just say I'm on Save yes, by the Bell? Yes. Because the yes. other guy's the other guy's not performing. Just just say I'm on there. <laughs> Look, I've got a photo. I've got a photo <laughs> from the charity I'm- baseball game. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna vote 90. Producer Jeremy. Okay. 88, yes. 88 or 90. Which one are you voting? I'm gonna go 
88. <sighs> yes. Okay. Right. Sorry, butters. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next act, The Tightrope. It's okay. Matthew Lawrence from something called Duets. Deborah yep. Renard from Dallas. Christine Hodge from Head of the Class. Versus mm-hmm. Victoria Rowell from The Young and the Restless. Lisa Rinna from Valerie. And Tony mm-hmm. Cario from Doctor Doctor. Yes. You said yes. Like, you can't wait to get into the tightrope. I loved the tightrope. I loved... Um, <laughs> I loved... I thought to myself... You need to go see the lo- circus. You love it. I would have loved to have been able to learn this skill. You can still do it. Now, you're in Florida, which is still the home of the Ringling School of Circus in Sarasota, Florida. Yeah, but aren't they... Didn't they shut down or something? I don't know. Well, the Ringling Circus shut down, but I think the school is still going strong. So they're still teaching all the stuff that they won't do anymore? Uh, yeah. I mean, if you can charge okay. other people to go out and do it themselves, why not? And, and you're not well, on the road anymore, so you can teach it year, year round. Okay. Well, now, now that this pandemic is, uh, definitely finished, um, <laughs> I'm going to go take clown, I'm going to go to clown school, tightrope school. Um, uh, Okay. Yeah. To me, there is a clear winner, by the way. Oh, I like this. All right. So are we, this, do you want to get into 88? I'm saying 90. Sure. But, well, okay. So do a compare and contrast. Okay. The reason why is because in 88, they're just doing they're just doing the, the tightrope. Right? <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Am I getting this one right? Let me think. I don't know. Yeah. They're just doing the tightrope. And then... Mm-hmm. In the what is, what, second hey, one, hey, what is ninety two? Ninety, they like they're doing bits and stuff, right? I, I think you're. Are you thinking of the baskets thing? Baskets is eighty eight. Hold on. Baskets. Well, what is the one where they're like, like the one guy's pretending to like? You know, they're. You know what? Maybe I'm thinking of something else. You're thinking of no. Matthew Lawrence saying, "I can do this." Like he's juggling and he has the baskets on his feet. Okay, okay. I guess I am. I guess eighty-eight. Okay, eighty-eight is the one for me. (laughs) So what Nathan was so delighted by, I found absolutely (laughs) interminable, which is Matthew Lawrence, who was on the notorious nineteen eighty to eighty-one SNL season. That was his big break. Yeah, yeah. And then I think he had like a little run of sort of being a hot shot and then was quickly uh, reduced down <laughs> to Circus of the Stars and whatever this duets show was. Mm. Um, but he he's doing all these funny bits where uh, he, he says, I'm going to juggle on the tightrope and he just stays on the platform and juggles. And he goes, I can do this any... I can do this uh, tightrope act any way you want. And then the other two girls go, put these baskets on your feet. And he goes, oh, <laughs> baskets. Oh, brother, baskets. I was really asking for it. Baskets. Oh, man. I've heard a lot of crazy things. But baskets on my feet? Pooh, baskets. If you think I'm exaggerating, go watch it. Because this guy is mugging to the heavens. Uh, the okay, other one, uh, okay, yes, yeah, so there's nothing uh, uh, remarkable about the other one. But I do like their team spirit. 
I, I just, I just feel like I, the, uh, I agree. Like, I'm not like, uh, thinking that this is some like high level comedy act or something. I'm just saying like, it was, then why did you into- call it that? You literally said <laughs> this, you said, put your, think- you said put, your thinking ca- your ca- put your thinking caps on everyone. <laughs> Uh, I just think that it, there was some. There, it just felt like there was more personality in it, even if it was bad personality. And it was just felt like it was more interesting to watch than just someone do the thing that you know they're going to do. Oh, so suddenly it's not so impressive to Nathan. He needs them to yuck mm. it up at the same time. Well, I'm yes. going to give it to 90 because uh, I, I found their pre-interview charming. They looked really excited. And also, all of them are still... Uh, working actors, Raul has been on. So, Victoria Raul, these soap actors, Nathan, if you decide to act again, get on a soap. Because Victoria was on The Young and the Restless (laughs) from 1990 to 2007. And Lisa Rinna uh, was on Days of Our Lives, and now she's a real housewife, and she seems like Mm -hmm. a terrible human, but maybe not. I don't watch The Real Housewives. She might be great. What? Real Housewife, also yeah. Ron, um, Daryl Bell, right? Daryl Bell. Yeah, he was a he was a house husband. No, on one of these shows. No, yes, it all ties together. Yes. Oh, well, I'm still going to give it to ninety. Producer Jeremy, eighty-eight or ninety. Eighty-eight. <sighs> yes. God. Yes. Moving on to the elephants, we have Anita Morris, who was basically a stage actor. She was in Jesus Christ Superstar and won a Tony Award for a musical called Nine, versus Morgan Brittany, who was on Dallas. So they they announced Anita as being from Ruthless, right? She was in the Ruthless People, yeah. Everyone in the audience, I feel like... For some reason, they cut to the audience, and there's these like three guys, and they're just like looking at each other and just clapping really hard. <laughs> like, there's like, yes, I love Ruthless. There are there are some fantastic Ru- audience people. reaction ruthless shots. People. Yeah, yeah, ruthless people. I mean, so the elephants. Which have you ever oh, yeah. watched Ruthless People? Yeah, it's funny. I like I like Bette Midler and Danny DeVito. I have no reference for it except. That Weird Al did Toothless People, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, parody of the theme song. That's literally the only thing I know about that movie, and I recognize her. But you've also never heard "Smells Like Teen Spirit." You've only uh, heard "Smells Like Nirvana." <laughs> See, I told yeah, you, yeah, that's the you song. Gotta, you gotta, you gotta the song. Take a look at the liner notes of Weird Al. I think you'd really be into some of this music. Um, no, the that's elephants. His own, that's his own only original. <laughs> oh boy, that's his the only elephants- original. <laughs> I don't quite get what the act is because the elephants, you just get on the elephant and then the elephant, you just walk around with the elephant and sometimes you, you get down from the elephant and the elephant grabs you with its trunk. <laughs> That's the act. Yeah. I mean, I, I, in my mind, I, I mean, okay. So <clears throat> what this, what 90 has going for it is more elephants. That's true. Instead of one, right. you have at least five, including right. a tiny one. But what, 88 has going for it. Yeah, yeah. Is the elephant is puts the girl in her mouth, in his mouth. 
and uh, almost sits on an eel. Yes. Yeah. And she's re- the way she's reacting is I liked more than Morgan Brittany. She is doing olive oil level reaction <laughs> yes, to I the enjoyed, terror. I enjoyed that more. It made uh, me want to go watch Ruthless People. <laughs> also, how did you like the elephant's toenails being painted in the 88? I loved it. I loved okay. it. Pink, now, pink elephant toenails. <clears throat> I know both of us hate tangents on this podcast. We say barrel through it. That's our, mm-hmm. our keyword. But I was looking up the Wikipedias for all these performers. And sometimes you look at a performer, and if you look at enough of them, you can smell that it is maintained by the person themselves, right? <laughs> oh, Nathan is right. really yawny. He couldn't find it more boring. Well, I think it's interesting. <laughs> Morgan Brittany <clears throat> clearly maintains this herself. Now, I looked at her IMDb, and it was pretty sparse after her years on Dallas. So, I went, okay, okay, is she just bored, or is there something more going on here? And by the way, I... I I'm totally validated in, in believing this is maintained by her because for a person who basically only appeared on Dallas as her acting career, they, she has four paragraphs under early child career where she talks about her <laughs> uncredited roles in TV shows. <laughs> okay, so more paragraphs just talking about her appearing in uh, toothpaste commercials and then Dallas <laughs> – I'm going, okay, is this leading up? This feels like it's leading up to something now. And then we get down to personal life. As of 2014, Brittany is a conservative political commentator and author. She writes a weekly column for World Net Daily. She is a uh, reoccurring guest on Hannity, The Rick Amato Show, Fox and Friends, The Dennis Miller Show, Huckabee. She is also a co-owner and anchor on Politichicks, a online news site with a conservative perspective. So I'm not one to believe necessarily in the uh, blacklist for conservatives in Hollywood. Mm, But that's what happened here, right? (laughs) That's definitely what happened here, right? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe she crossed someone. I don't know. Okay, who, who are we voting for now? Anita, it sounds like you're you're going Anita. Anita, eighty-eight okay. all the way, baby. Okay, I'll do the same. I'll do eighty-eight. All right, coming to the end of our shared acts. I know the audience is saying, "Please let there be more." Aerials, mm-hmm. which is where you are strapped to a thing and throwing yourself around. We have Kathy Rigby from the stage. This She's in a is li- the scariest. Oh, hold, hold on. <laughs> Hold on, I know you're terrified. Let me get through the names. <laughs> Kathy I, Rigby, I who is a Olympic medaler, <laughs> and currently she was in the live production of Peter Pan, versus returning Rebecca Arthur from Perfect Strangers. Okay, talk about how scary this is. <laughs> Sorry, I know there's a form, a formula for how each one of these segments is introduced. Well, it's a I formula break it every time. for the audience. <laughs> Just being able to hear what I'm saying. <laughs> I always feel like there's just enough pause that you're that 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 I'm I'm not catching. That I'm that is true. I I do need to to take a breath. <laughs> okay, it's terrifying, uh, Nathan. Why is this so terrifying? Okay, they are doing this without net. Okay, 
And they're basically just crawling on tiny poles. And every once in a while, they're they're every once in a while they are strapped like on their foot or their hand or something. But they're just like this is scary. This is too scary. <laughs> These aren't people who do this for a living. Well, Kathy Rigby is. Um, she's not doing air. She's not doing that. No, but she is a gymnast that you can seriously. I know, it's, but it's, they don't do gymnasts in the, from the ceiling. Well, <laughs> no, but I mean, if she's done aerials, I mean, it's it's uh, these people seem to certainly know what they are uh, doing. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess uh, I, I think you have a, a definite thing about heights. <laughs> it sounds like. Well, it is. Every time I watch, my hands are sweating. Every single time I'm watching these people. I do have a sweaty-handed moment in this, but it wasn't uh, from this. Oh, really? No, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know the other thing that actually yeah, that makes... outfit, That outfit from Rebecca Arthur is just a couple of... <laughs> look like Swiss cheese. <laughs> I think one thing that actually would help this is if they did it during the day or with brighter light, because mm-hmm. you're just seeing them perform in a void... And so you can't yeah. register how high up they are, which is like half the act. Yeah. Um, I realize you don't want to look like a fly speck on the uh, TV screen. Um, I'm going to vote 88 because Kathy Rigby, I was reading about her life. She won gold and silver medals in the Olympics when she was barely out of her teens. And then she had what happens to a lot of Olympic performers, which is what do I do with my life now? Because the Olympics are done. So she started acting and became a Tony Award-winning actor. Oh, wow. <laughs> then she beat her bulimia, and is she now uh, tours and counsels people, uh, counsels women specifically about eating issues. So she's a great person. And Rebecca so wh- okay, Arthur is one- some jerk. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> which, which one was on the spider web looking one? That's Kathy Rigby. Okay. Um I'll I'll give you this one. I'll okay. give you this one. I think I liked Rebecca better, but wow. Okay. Um, I like a good story as well. So sure, sure. All right, our last shared category. Okay, mm, this it's, one's a doozy. It's magic, <laughs> and the eighty-eight has a, l- a lot of magic. Some would say yeah. too much. <laughs> our magicians are O.J. Simpson from the. <laughs> World of the news. <laughs> Harvey Corman from Carol Burnett from TV. and Mary Hart from Entertainment Tonight. Christopher Hewitt from Mr. Belvedere. John Biner from Soap and Emma Sams from Dallas. Yes, that's all in the 88. And then yes. 90, we have Ann Gillian from It's a Living. It's a Living. All right. So magic. <laughs> Let's talk OJ. You know, OJ. <laughs> you, you know, uh, uh, you know what he's he's. Um, I can see why he had a l- nice little acting career. Um, I mean, he probably threatened everyone <laughs> uh, into his roles, but you know, he he plays the part. Uh, he, uh, what, the one thing I don't like about whenever athletes are doing something is like whoever's writing for them like all the jokes are just like uh names of other athletes that they would have played against yeah 
and they don't make any sense. That there's like no like at one point he's like um he has a bird and he's like, This is my bird, Joe Montana, or is it Mrs. Montana? Or something. It doesn't even make sense. there's no joke to it. It's just, oh, I'm naming a football guy. <laughs> I think the joke is that he's supposed to be checking out the gender of the dove, but OJ does not do a great <laughs> job of selling that joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you notice that whenever they are about to go to commercials, the announcer says, and coming up, OJ Simpson does time. Yes. I t- okay. All right. So I've tr- I I thought that that's what was said, but, but here's what they say. They say, um, so-and-so is tying ropes and, OJ Simpson or something something is rope tied and OJ Simpson is tying because he does that thing where he ties the uh the the handkerchiefs together. Is that what he's OJ Simpson is tying? Yes, they say tying whatever it is. Like he does tying or something like that. Like he does I, I listened tying. to it a few times. Yeah. Wow, I really <laughs> thought he said he does time. That's what I thought too and I was like, "Oh my gosh, but no, it's tying because that doesn't make sense." Otherwise, uh, by the way, if you're wondering what OJ Simpson does for a magic, oh, these magic acts are literally what you do for a child's birthday party because it's just store bought magic. Tree. I don't expect that these celebrities are going to learn uh, some elaborate act in a week. But with OJ, he does a trick with a handkerchief where the handkerchiefs are like tied together differently. Um, and then he yeah. makes a dove appear. And he does some patter. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's weird. It's it's hindsight, but it's also very easy to see the psychotic part of OJ's personality in the way that he speaks. <laughs> Where he's just, he's a little too much. Okay. All right, sweetheart. Okay. All right. Good. Huh? Huh? And of course, as yeah. B. Arthur sets him up. The all-around wonderful O.J. Simpson. <laughs> I mean, he was probably great friends with her. I feel like I feel like they uh, like that was one thing about him that they that he was just like he just hung out with like white people all the time. Like sure, in that movie about the 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 uh, the trial, they like they're gonna go to O.J.'s house and they like take all the white stuff out of there and put a bunch of like yes. African statues and stuff in there. Yeah. Uh, Harvey Corman and Mary Hart, uh, do the trick where you stick a woman in a box and you twist her head around. <sighs> why is, why is it on all of these? And there, there are more of these in all of these. It's always an old gross. I know guy. I know. Yeah. And then a young, pretty woman and the gross guys making, disgusting jokes yeah. to the, like this is like every 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 uh segment is like that do we yes do we have to keep the uh the the patter in from a magic act where it's two younger people do we have to make this gross <laughs> lecherous <laughs> old man character uh christopher what Hewitt, did what did yeah he he does what does he do he does the um who christopher hewitt he comes out dressed like he comes out dressed like the guy playing Dracula at a stage <laughs> show at a theme park. 
<laughs> but what is his act? His act is he has a box and first it looks like the box empty and oh, then he right. takes like a cane and scarves and yeah. other things that can be easily collapsed out of a box and then he takes finally he takes He's, a rabbit out of the box but it's a stuffed rabbit like it's that kind of yeah. stuffed animal that is like mylar that really thin mylar that you can squish down into a tiny ball yeah. I know I'm looking at this as an adult, but if you're putting this on television, it's going to look chintzy. And also Christopher yeah. Hewitt is is not getting laughs doing this. Like you can hear – the audience is too well-miked for this. They should have goosed oh. this up more. <laughs> you hear the silence. Yeah. By okay, the way, then what does Biner and Sam's do? Well, I would like to report that Christopher Hewitt, uh, okay. according to Wikipedia, is a lifelong bachelor and member of the Catholic Church. John Biner okay. is from <laughs> okay. I think we know what those I think what <laughs> what that's code for. <laughs> John Biner was a stand-up comedian impressionist and mm. he was on soap and he was on like every Johnny he was on Johnny Carson and stuff like that constantly and Emma Sams yeah. was on Dallas and they do a hypnotism slash levitating woman oh. act but again that's like right. you were saying it is a very old man talking to a beautiful young woman and acting like he wants to uh, get on her <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then hypnotizes her, which is also uh, not great. Yeah. Not a great yeah. look. Yeah. Emma Sam's yeah. unbelievably beautiful woman. I, I've never seen Dallas either. I saw her and was like, this mm-hmm. woman looks like a simulation of a person. I cannot <laughs> believe this is a real person. Um, and versus, so it's all of that <laughs> versus <laughs> and Jillian, who was a child star and she was on like gypsy and stuff like that. And then she was okay. on a show called it's a living about a bunch of single working gals, which I don't remember. And then she had her own talk show at the same time called the Ann Jillian show. And, uh, Ooh, she, what? she's, she's talking to a person in a elephant costume and then the elephant oh. walks behind a curtain and then they drop the curtain and it's a full-size elephant, which is not incredibly impressive when it's on television. <laughs> oh my gosh. This, okay. The, this, there is way too much magic in 1988 and it's all bad and not fun and not funny. But this sucked so bad. Talk about it. I was livid watching this horrible performance. Okay. <laughs> this outfit that this elephant is this person is wearing as an elephant. It's it's it looks like a ratty old like Chuck E. Cheese character. It looks um, like a busted version if you remember the elephant show on Nickelodeon. No. It looks like that elephant. The you don't remember that? Show. Yeah, the elephant show. How do I not remember that? I, I remember everything. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's bad. It's just not good. And so I'm giving this to 88. No question. Well, also I will say Angeline does a dance with the elephant. And it is one of those really embarrassing things because, not to sound ageist, but when an old person is behaving like a – is supposed to be acting like a child – like an old person acts like a little boy or a little girl and dances. It's oh. always creepy. Um, it is 
And everyone's clapping after her moves. <laughs> you want them to cut to the audience booing? <laughs> it's just stupid. I hate this. Well, thing- I'm, I'm, I'm giving it to 88 simply because okay. we get to see OJ Simpson in that tuxedo and that yeah. uh, winning smile. Before we move on to the last part, the standalone, like, are, are we going to talk at all about the stuff that's not, that's part of the show, but is not? Like, Absolutely. Like, for instance, are we talking about the circus rap? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we are. <laughs> go, f- go for it. So, th- okay, I just have the line that just says, it just says in all caps, oh no, a rap. <laughs> and it's like, what? The, so all the characters are doing, like all of the, the actors are doing a rap about how they have to wrap their hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be, to, so that they don't get blisters, which didn't work, obviously, for some of them. Um, and it's just a rap song about this, and they call it the circus rap. And it is that uh, 80s style of we're going to do a rap where it's ba ba ma ba 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 na ba ba da na da 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 na da. The circus rap, the circus rap. We rap our hands to not get blisters. <laughs> it's like that. It's like it's so stupid. Was there like a mandate that every was it was like some like network guy saw us and was like, "Where's the rap? <laughs> is anyone else wondering where the rap is in this boardroom? <laughs> Am I alone here?" <laughs> also, let's uh. talk about so if we watch the YouTube version, some sicko cut the commercials out of the 1990 version, but the 88. Wait. Yes. The 88, can we each talk about our favorite ad from the 88? You have one. Well, I have one. I, I, well, the Pringles is probably my real favorite. Um, the Pringles commercial, because it features Brad Pitt. Yeah, a young Brad Pitt uh, which chomping is, on Pringles. Which, yeah, which is amazing. Um, but yes, the Folgers switch. Is ex- ex- explain what the Folgers switch is for anybody who did not live through it. So, uh, what they would do is they would take they would be at a fancy restaurant. Someone would order coffee, and then they would bring them a cup of coffee secretly using Folgers instead of whatever fancy pants. Okay. Uh, not just great. Folgers, Folgers crystals. Yeah, Folger, Folgers Crystals, which was some kind of like dry freeze dried coffee or something. Is that what that is? So basically, you put it in, and it would just melt away into coffee. Is that right? Yeah, right. Or does it still go through a filter? Okay, no, it's All instant. Right. It's instant coffee powder. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, and they would bring it out, and then they would say, "By the way, just kidding. You're drinking this crappy stuff called." <laughs> <laughs> you're drinking Folgers and they'd be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. I thought it tasted like my hoity-toity stuff. Um, but what is so great, so that's the classic, you know, Saturday Night Live did like a, a a joke on this kind of commercial. It's a classic thing, like you show something and then the people are like, oh my gosh, I guess I do like this stuff in the store. Um, and but this is what's really great is you can order through this commercial, you can order a sample of the coffee because they want to make sure that you can taste, you know, that you could also taste it. But also a brochure, a brochure, which implies more than one 
page uh, showing you step-by-step how to do the Folger switch at home. <laughs> so you can trick your friends too. First but I don't understand. Yeah, go on. Well, I don't see, first of all, in 1988, I bet all coffee was not great, even if you were at a decent <laughs> restaurant. So I don't know how big of a switch. Also, I don't like, I get that maybe they were trying to um, give the idea that instant coffee doesn't have to taste revolting. But if I order coffee at a restaurant and they say, you know, we switched it out on you, I'm not going to have a reaction to that because it's going to be like, oh, okay, I don't drink, I don't come to this French restaurant to grab a coffee in the morning before work. I'll take your word on it. Yeah. Uh, and and I just, I love the idea of doing it at home. <laughs> like, I love it too. You should do that to your family. Yeah. And, uh, but, but, but they're like, it's a step-by-step. And I'm like, what? Like, how involved is this brochure? Is it just like, step one, say it's the other one. Like, what is the other? What What are the steps to this trick? Step two, smile. <laughs> yeah. your dumb sap drinks <laughs> this instant coffee. And, yeah, I know. I, I know. And then what if they, I mean, what do, is there? Is there like something in it that says like, here's what to do if they realize you've tricked them before you tell them? <laughs> I, I would like to take this moment. Um, in the 88, they do it a little bit in 90, but they really laid on in 88. When they introduce at the top of the show all the performers, they have little superlatives that they talk, they, that they introduce each member with. Like if I said, uh, the amazing Nathan Shear. And uh, they can never just say the same thing over and over again. So each uh-huh. actor or performer gets their own separate name. Here are some of them. The very popular. The delightful. The handsome, the energetic young, the bright and beautiful, (laughs) the amusing, that dancing (laughs) fool, the pretty, the beautiful, the mega beauty, (laughs) a familiar face. (laughs) The multi-talented and one of the brightest stars. And by the way, I mean, who's left today from all of the people on these shows? As like, a performer? Really, truly. And no, who would you still consider a star? Well, Whoopi Goldberg. Goldberg. Um, For sure. Let me look I mean, Martin Mull's dead, right? Did Martin Mull pass? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know why I said, why, why, yeah, why, don't, like, I, why don't, why don't, Kicked the guy into why an early grave. For, uh, yeah. uh, why don't I know that for sure? But I'm like <laughs> hanging out there. No, he's still alive. He's still straight. She is alive as the. Uh, the missing in action. Mark Paul Gosselaar's still a celebrity. Okay, he's still good. Um, um, I mean OJ Simpson is still famous. Yeah, Louis Anderson. Louis still, Anderson I mean, not to the extent. Yeah. And people know um, who Linda Blair is. People know who Richard Simmons is. Yeah. 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 So, okay. oh, so I would say 10% of these acts are still. Yeah. Because let's okay. get in to the standalone acts. 
Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll say if if they are a three ring delight, or we should <laughs> bring down the tent, throw them to the lions. <laughs> there we go. 1988 has not one, but two dog acts by Louis Anderson and Marsha Warfield from Night Court. Yeah. Now, when yep. Martin Mull, and- when Martin Mull introduces Louis Anderson, <laughs> and I assume <laughs> Louis signed off on this or possibly wrote it, but he has a whole introduction where he goes, this guy thought you could become an animal trainer by eating animal crackers. He's eaten so many animal crackers, he's the size of an animal himself. And he'll get out here, the very large Louis Anderson. This is like, can you believe how fat this guy is? He says crunch and crackers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, and by the way, okay, so <clears throat> Lou, Louis Anderson comes out and yeah. this, <laughs> this is my it's favorite me. music this is my favorite music of the show and i know it's a kind of music that you impersonate really well oh um, is it is it that <laughs> like yes. it's the fat guy doing something music that's yeah. right because they turn off the uh weird like uh keyboard demo button music that's been playing for the rest of these specials and they turn on the fat guy tuba <laughs> hold on let me look for my sheet music ah uh fat man on a toilet there we go louis anderson does an act with one dog and he can't get anything right and you hear, this is where you hear the most children. Like, this is totally a act for small children with the funny dog. It's getting the best of the performance. Oh, no question. And then Marsha Warfield comes out in a very dignified outfit where she's in big baggy <laughs> pants and has a big comical flower. And she has dogs just running all over the place. <laughs> It's hard to tell what the act is because these dogs are trained. They're just kind of going, okay, over here, over here, over here. Yeah. They have them walking on like a tight wire and, you know, which is a great callback. (laughs) Great callback. By the way, this is Marsha Warfield's second appearance on the network special podcast. Oh, what'd she do the first time, you know? She was in our inaugural episode. Wow. Where she played the... uh, the the dean at the the high school that the Saber the Bell crew were hanging out at. Remember, she had those dogs. Oh, you mean second appearance on Network Special, not on Circus of the Stars. (laughs) Okay, well, that makes more sense. Yeah, no, our show, I put our show at a higher level in the pantheon of television history than Circus of the Stars. Okay, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that kind of confidence you need to make a successful podcast. (laughs) <laughs> That's right. All right. Do, does do these acts rock or do they suck? Um, you know, I am tempted to say throw them to the lions. Uh, but you know what? Eh, dogs are cool, I guess. I couldn't Plus wait for them, these acts to end. Jeremy, <laughs> up or down? Uh, sit or stay. 
I'm sorry. That was a bad attempt. Is that... Uh, oh, okay. I thought that was your vote. I was like, oh, boy. Do I not? No. Uh, I'm going to go with up. I don't even know what I voted for at this point. You just said that the dog <laughs> act rocked. Okay. So. The three rings, the three ring, uh, I forget what you said. Three ring delight. Yeah, three ring delight. Okay, moving on. We have the tall swing thing with Alan yeah. Kayser from Mama's Family. This was, to me, very scary. This guy is on yes. a big pole that swings all the way around, and he's yes. just grabbing onto it. There is no lock. You you just grab onto it, and you don't let go. And he uh, so he's I would say at least three stories up in the air on this thing. He does a handstand, and um, this guy seems like a bit of a tool personally, or at least he comes off that way. But it is a very impressive performance that you could never. Make me do. This is the scariest thing of the show by far. My, yeah. This is like sweat level mm-hmm. five yeah. on the Agreed. hands. <laughs> Agreed. Um, I, you know, I look, I don't know if you watched Mama's Family. My, my, my family all gathered around the TV. Your family was a Mama's Family? Of, we were a Mama's Family uh, family. And, um, you know, I always liked him. I always, it was Bubba, I think he played. Okay. He always made me think of uh, Martin uh, or a uh, Lawrence Marty Marty from uh, from Feldman? Back to the Future. Oh, Michael J. Fox. <laughs> Michael J. Fox. Marty <laughs> from Back to the Future. Okay, are we both voting rocks on this? I'm doing. I'm going three ring delight. Me too. Okay, yeah. next. Clown act with Tom Poston from Newhart, which I uh, was this supposed to make me sad <laughs> because it really know. succeeded. This is, again is is uh, I realized that this is an act that already exists that is for a clown that doesn't talk. Where Tom Poston, who plays the handyman on Newhart, is very good and I like him on Newhart, but he has this little stuffed bear on a wire and he's pretending like the bear is doing a circus act. And uh, more Louis Anderson music is playing. And then at the end, a very terrifying giant bear costume comes out and it's controlling <laughs> Tom Post. And I like the surreal touch at the end. But this again, l- like, I know this is some some clowns act already and they just taught it to Tom Poston. And the clown doesn't talk. You expect a clown sometimes not to talk. You don't expect an elderly man to just be mute. And so it's really unnerving. <laughs> Not only the fact, but he's also uh, an old man playing with a stuffed animal is just like, uh, it's icky territory. Throw it to the bears. This sucks. Okay. Yeah, that's bad news. And lastly, shooting with Krista Tessiru, who was on Guiding Light for a little while. And that's about mm-hmm. it. And um, you can tell at one point she was a dancer because she flips around to beat the band. But mostly uh, (laughs) she is holding things on her head and in her mouth for a man with a crossbow to shoot apart. Yeah, I I liked this one. I thought when he goes blindfolded, I thought that was pretty cool touch. Yeah, he puts a bag on his head, and she just uh, counts to ten, and he aims, and he shoots a balloon off of where her head was. 
Um, and you can tell she is that this is still scares her. No matter how yeah, much they she does it. look stressed out, which is fair. Yeah. Um, now calling her the star of this act is really stretching it, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, the guy's an impressive shooter. So I'm giving this a rocks. Can you imagine okay. if they were like, we want you to be the person who shoots the arrow blindfolded. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are on hour two of this podcast. Don't worry, there's still more. 1990 standalone acts. We're in the home stretch here. Let's get through it. We have Glass Walking with Linda Blair, who is pretty much only known from The Exorcist, but at this point, she was promoting Repossessed, the satire (laughs) movie with Leslie Nielsen playing the uh, priest, and she is once again playing a demon-possessed woman. Um. Mm -hmm. Linda Blair, a lot of mom energy coming out of Linda Blair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, she walks on glass barefoot, which um, for a time before the internet, when sweaty men couldn't just look up uh, whatever their kink was, this must have really just done it for certain members of the audience. <laughs> I don't understand how this is a interesting act. <sighs> she takes off her shoes and she I, walks across glass. Yeah, I know. I d- I'm not interested in physics. Like, in the, you know, like, this is like, it's not. <laughs> I'm just not interested in the idea of, you know, e- you know using, you know, it, balancing your weight over something that hurts. All you right. Know, like, We're giving it a sucks. Yeah, this is giving going, it a uh, sucks. All right. Next up, tumbling act with Marlon Archie from Major Dad and Lisa Marie Todd, who is a fly girl and in living color. And when this mm. came up, I said to myself, "Oh, is this the entertainment portion of the portion of the <laughs> evening?" Because this was great. Uh, they were yes. so impressive. This is an yes. act where I would say, yes, this is worth looking up on YouTube because they are doing an act where they are pretending to kick each other around. They're sliding on tables. They're falling over. They're landing almost on their necks. And it keeps yeah. going. Like, it's a long mm-hmm. act. They are so good. Yeah. Now, the the yeah, you, you, the thing of them just sliding on a table, like, it doesn't sound impressive because it is really they're just tumbling <laughs> over a table and stuff, but they're showing so much. They're having so much fun. They're playing. It looks like they're kind of playing like bratty brother and sister and they're trying to one up each other over and over again. And then there's two other people who are like the, the guys who train them are also taking part in the act and they're playing along and it's just, yeah, it's just, uh, it's lots of fun. I mean, I would say that the sliding across the table, they are launching themselves yeah. like rockets. <laughs> it's not just sliding across the table. <laughs> Have a little respect. No, yeah, no, I don't mean it's just, <laughs> but when you describe it, it, that's what it sounds like. All right, we're giving this a rocks. Oh, yes, yeah, it's going all the way. Hall of Fame. To the main stage. Yep. Now, yep. Bears with Dick Van Patten. Oh, my gosh. It's Why? exactly what it sounds like Dick Van Patten and Bears. Bears that don't want to do what he's asking them to. This is, again, more like scare. Like these bears are. A second away from stripping him like a salmon. You you know, we just did the Trilogy of Terror episode, a little peek behind the curtain. We do two of these in a row. You are saying the word scared and terrified more times than you ever did for Trilogy <laughs> of Terror. So you I liked just, the bears or you didn't like the bears? 
No. I've seen too many videos of people like, you know, like trainers and stuff, like with their trained animals being ravaged by them. <laughs> like, I, I just... Uh, and I don't mean that lovingly. <laughs> yeah. A little peek into uh, Nathan's internet history. <laughs> I just, I'm like, I, I don't want to see people with wild animals that can turn on a dime. Okay. So is this rocks or sucks? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm throwing you to the bears, yeah. Dick. Not good. Juggling with oh, Bill God. Kirkenbauer. <laughs> Who was uh, played a coach on both Growing Pains and just the ten of us at the same time? He was also on Fernwood wow. tonight, and he was a stand-up comic. Apparently, I've I've never seen this gentleman before. Ugh. So there's two professional jugglers who are. Doing You've never their- seen him before? No, I didn't know who he was. Uh, he's this doing- guy's oh, like. God. I don't I'm- watch just the ten of us, Nathan. <laughs> Life's too short. <laughs> and I don't watch Life's Too Short either because life is too short. So Bill is the third wheel in this juggling act. There's these two professional jugglers doing their act, and Bill is like standing in between the juggling clubs and you know ducking at certain points or whatever. This guy's really maybe he's a funny guy, but oh boy, he was. No, oh, he's I the classic dumb dad him. with a hot wife. Yes, dumb dad. Yeah. That is this yeah. guy's role. Dumb dad. Yeah. Rocks but is or he sucks? the coach? He's the coach mm-hmm. on both of them, but is is he the coach from the one into the show? Like this shared universe? It's not is a different coach. He was okay. cast as a coach in both of these shows and he has gone on to play at least two other coach roles. He just has that kind of coach <laughs> energy. Yes, he does. Uh yeah, I'm um I do I like him. I kind of like him. I don't like him in this. I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, 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 uh, dropping this ball. <laughs> is that a rocks or a sucks? <laughs> that was my sucks. Okay. I'm trying to make no to juggling. a reference to whatever it is happening. <laughs> Fall, next up, falling. Will Schreiner, <laughs> who was a stand up comedian, <laughs> he falls. He falls from a long distance into an air mat, and that is the whole thing. We cut back to the show, and he falls into an air mat, and then the announcer says, that was a dangerous fall, and it shows him training on how to fall, and that's it. It takes two seconds. Rocks or sucks? Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, this is this is bullshit. This is <laughs> not an act. <laughs> this is crap. All right. <laughs> End of the line. We have – now, Nathan – I, I've been trying to get through these because I know we're probably going a little bit long on this. Yeah. I got to take a minute for this because we got to plate <laughs> spinning. Now, I know you have said we don't talk about these shows generally beforehand, but you did tell me mm-hmm. that you, you remember seeing this. I have never seen this before. This was fantastic. This, this is the this, greatest what, moment what, in television history. <laughs> This is Richard Simmons doing a plate (laughs) spinning act. And Richard Simmons is a maniac. And it is the most. He's on 10. He's on a 10 on this. He is on above 10. He, (laughs) they announce his name. And now Richard Simmons. Ah! Ah! (laughs) I love plates. I love spinning plates. I named all these plates. He's throwing plates into the audience. Oh my god, he's so funny. 
He's so funny. And he, here's the thing. He starts this plate spinning act. He's not especially good at it. You can tell he barely rehearsed because he knows it doesn't matter. Plates are falling <laughs> off of these sticks and he's just screaming at them and making the audience scream the number of the plate. And the audience sounds like they are about to tear the seats apart. They are having such a good time. <laughs> and it's too short. It's so short. <laughs> There's he's got seven sticks and he and and, the, and he has to get them all spinning at the same time and he starts at the first one and but then he but then as he's getting to like further in the the first one's slowing down so he has to go over there and he's just back and forth. This is a this this scene is a memory that I have that pops up into my head just randomly throughout my life. I like can't I have blame no, your head. There's nothing. Nothing triggers it. It is just oh yeah, plate spinning. What was that? And I always rem- I never remember who was doing the spinning. Really? <laughs> for for some reason I don't so remember wait, that. So you've three never seen you've never seen a plate spinning act besides this. No, I've seen plate spinning acts. Okay. I'm saying oh, sorry. I don't when when I remember this scene with, I can picture the red. I can picture the spinning things. I can picture the bowls falling. I don't remember that it's Richard Simmons, and now I will forever remember. Okay. But I and I couldn't remember if this was I didn't remember that this was Circus of the Stars. I thought maybe it was Battle of the Network Stars. Mm. And in my mind, I'm picturing two people trying to spin plates, and whoever does it best wins. Right. I mean, maybe it was. It sounds like a thing that you yeah, can maybe, easily give a celebrity to do. <laughs> yeah, but this is yeah, this is great. We gotta definitely. Uh, this is going. This is going in the cabinet with the rest of the, ch- the my mom's china. <laughs> <laughs> and that is all the standalone acts except for one because all throughout uh, the 1990, I believe it was the year before, they introduced a new running gag onto Circus of the Stars, which was the mystery clown. A clown would come out and do some clown act like pouring milk in a newspaper that turned to confetti or something. And the audience had to guess who the celebrity was under the makeup and whom would this clown be except for America's teenager, Dick Clark, which I did not guess because I assumed Dick Clark would be too big of a celebrity to do a clown (laughs) act on this show. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? Sorry, Dickie. I hated this. I hated every segment. I like that they. I like the premise that you have to guess. It's like uh, you know, uh, the, the mask show, or whatever. But <laughs> I, I, I hated it. I hated all the segments. Dickie, I hate clowns. I guess. Dicky, you're going away. You stink. <laughs> wow. And so, just like that, it is by a landslide. 1988 is the winner. Of Circus of the Stars, I don't know if I would agree that overall it is a more amusing broadcast, <laughs> but you know what? We don't always agree with every election, and that's what makes this, as we always say, the greatest country in the world. Uh, wow, what a night for the circus, what a night for entertainment, and what a, a day or night for you, the podcast listener. I mean, the the treat that you have just gone through. Hey, are you listening this far? You must have liked what we were doing. No, 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 no. I'm trying to do something here, Nathan. 
You must have liked what we were doing. So before we go <laughs> to our hilarious final I bit, do it too. well, I'm doing it first. <laughs> you want or do you want to say it? Go for it. Go for it. What should people do if they liked what they're hearing? Listen, if you like our show, you gotta you gotta give. You gotta help. You gotta help God. out. It's gonna go a little <laughs> Sorry, less groveling than this. <laughs> Listen, we need something like a sick child I, is on this show. Apple just called me. They're gonna pull they're threatening to pull the show. <laughs> Hold on, let me no, let me take a stab at it. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, you know what to do. You know what the right thing is here. What's what's that? You're gonna you're gonna go on the comment section. Mm-hmm. You give us a five star mm-hmm. review. Yeah. Then mm. uh, you're gonna say you're gonna say a few nice words. Yeah. Otherwise, give us a review. We're, we're coming for you. On yeah, on Apple, on Apple Podcast. Give us a review on any of the podcasts that you do. Give us a review. Like it. Subscribe to it. You can go to our YouTube channel and you can watch you can stream our our episodes there you can subscribe there uh you can hit the little bell thing so it sends you a notification you can go on twitter everyone's and find turned us. this off can- by now every nobody <laughs> no, listens please, to this part you have to do this. nobody listens do this. this far <laughs> nobody listens to the, yeah, the uh, so much fun pbs pledge drive style making- where they win nothing this- we will send you a mug. <laughs> okay. <laughs> With the Folgers switch. And remember. Right, right on the side. Only <laughs> only five-star reviews. Nothing <laughs> less. Remember, three yeah. rings, five stars. Yes. And can I close out the show the way they did on, on the show Circuits of the All-Stars? I wish you would. May all your days be circus days. Bye. Bye.